Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott joining you on Oilers Now. Our top story again today, the Edmonton Oilers have re-signed, uh, re-signed Ryan McLeod, a two-year deal, $2.1 million. We had uh, Ryan on the show. Charlie Huddy coming down the pipe today at uh, 1.05. At 1.35, it will be David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Do want to mention to you at this time... Uh, Brendan, if you can just call the mobile number that's listed there for Nerva and reach out to the league, and uh, away we go. Uh, we'll hopefully have Steve Meyer on the show momentarily here. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, we'll tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Jasper at 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef El Taft that Oilers now sent you. Uh, Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. All right, this text comes in saying, hey, Bob, is your nudge, nudge, wink, wink guy, Jonathan Taze? He would be, uh, oh, here we go, Brennan, line one. Uh, he would be a great addition. Uh, it'd be like Brian Trottier going to the Pittsburgh Penguins to help Mario win his two cups. I don't know how much, uh, I don't know how much the Oilers would need uh, you know, center, yeah, center makes absolute sense. I don't know, number one, if Jonathan Taze wants to continue playing. Only time will tell in that regard. Again, I do think the orders will end up bringing out a couple guys on PTO, and I can see Evan Bouchard's deal being consummated within the next couple of weeks. All right, at this time, we are going to go to our headliner today. Our headliner is presented by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome back to the show the NHL's Executive Vice President and Executive Producer of Programming and Creative Development, Steve Mayer, joins us right now. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? You're on with Bob Stoffer. Hey, Bob. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, look, I can remember when the first Heritage Classic took place in Edmonton 20 years ago. Uh, so I'm going in year 16 this year of doing the Oilers games on the Oilers radio network. And this show has been, I think we're year 14 between the two different stations. Uh, year, this will be the 15th year coming up, 13th year with Chad. I, I remember when the Heritage Classic was out. And a lot of people thought the Oilers were crazy at that time, the first one back in 2003. And it ended up sort of being a precursor of bigger things to come. Maybe just a thought from you as a guy who is responsible for overseeing these events, just on the evolution of these outdoor games, starting with the first Heritage Classic, Steve, back in 2003. Well, I was not like you were. Like, uh, you know, you, you spoke of your evolution, uh, you know, similar with, with me, I, I was not at the league at the time, but I've now uh, done plenty of, of research and look back at, you know, what that game meant 20 years ago and what it kicked off. And, you know, obviously it kicked off for, for the NHL, you know, a, a series of games that have become our signature. Everybody leans in, waits for those outdoor games. Yes, we've heard for fans, like, do we do too many? But I'll tell you, in the local market, it's the biggest thing around. And that's what I love. Um, you know, last year we were in Boston at Fenway Park. We're down in Raleigh, North Carolina at North Carolina State. And 
And, the, you know, the week leading up and then the game itself, like everybody's talking about it, you know. And then you look at, you know, a crowd which we're going to have in, in Edmonton and we had last year in Boston and Carolina, and you go, whoa, I mean, 50,000 people, you know, in in the same stadium to watch a hockey game. And, you know, no one – expected that 20 years after the first game in Edmonton, we'd still be going strong. And by the way, that game itself was so memorable, so cold. And those who participated in it, there, there's so many things that came out of that game that still have held up 20 years later, but it, it, it's, it's still, um, you know, still going strong. And I think each and every one of these gets better and bigger and we're looking forward to coming to Edmonton and putting on a big show. All right, so the Oilers played the Montreal Canadiens that year, and I was I was down there doing the drive show on the other station, and it was you know down there every day leading into it. Uh, and a couple things that I remember: it, the first of all, the alumni game that takes place before. And look, you're talking yeah. the Edmonton Oilers. And we saw this in Winnipeg when they did their Heritage Classic, and, and you did move it up a month, which is a absolute correct move when you're talking about Western Canada. But just the hardiness of those alumni players, and then you've got the Oilers with arguably the greatest hockey dynasty of all time rolling out. You know, Mark Messier and Wayne Gretzky and Glenn Anderson and Paul Coffey. They're announcing all the accomplished Gary Curry. It's it's just I mean I, I love the fact that you have that game as well. And it really does just it, it it's it's sort of taken. Steve, is it fair to say it's taken on these games have kind of taken on a life form of their own? Oh, I, I agree. By the way, uh, you were there, so you know. And I asked it like in Winnipeg, I was there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, in Winnipeg because I, you know, I, it, you know, the that first game, you know, people talk about it being the coldest one we've ever done, and that was the first one. Um, you know. And and from the life of it all, yeah, they they have taken a life of their own. Like there, there's something just really unique and cool about you know seeing our sport in that forum. Um, you know, these games also. I mean, listen, I looked at you know the way the field was laid out that first game, and and now wait till you see what we're going to do in Edmonton and. You know, it's it's a spectacle. Um, you know, for one, you won't see a blade of grass. Uh, you know, the whole field filled and very visual. And you know, we activate every time out. There's music. We're going to bring in some pretty popular artists. We're going to announce that within the next month or so as to who's performing at the game. We do concerts beforehand. We do fanfares all week. I mean, it's just a big deal. Um, and so the life of its own, like, we really want to come to town and, you know, it's the traveling road show, but yet we want to give everybody, whether you have a ticket to the game or you don't, the experience of the outdoor game. And, and in this case, the Battle of Alberta, which takes on a whole nother level. But, you know, it, it's a cool, mo- like, if you got a ticket to the game, like, I'm telling you, it's something that people remember forever. And, you know, I, whoever I run into, no matter where I go in the NHL, in, in a city that had a game, they always talk about the outdoor game. And and I think that's the coolest piece of what we do. Yeah, and I mean, we should mention, you also don't just do do these outdoor games. You're involved in the – do you oversee the production of the NHL awards, the NHL draft, and that kind of stuff as well? 
Yes, I do. Yeah. And, so, well, listen, we have the best team in the world. Uh, it's a year-round job, and we love it. Uh, and there's quite a, a significant amount of variety in what we do. But you know, we're, we're you know we're in charge of the fun stuff that uh, that the league puts on, and, and you know we love what we do, and and we we really do think the fans love those events too. Whether it's the All Star Game, the draft, the awards. You know, these are these are the the moments that we think all our fans, no matter where they are around the world, are watching. And you know, we take great pride in putting on a a, a good show. And you know, this is the next one up. The next one up for us is Edmonton. Steve Bayer joining us. Steve, I went to every draft from 2009 to 2019 because the Edmonton Oilers. Often, you know, I mean, hey, they had the number one pick in 2010, 11, and 12, and of course in 2015, and they won the lottery in 2014 when they got Leon third. You know, so we, whenever the Oilers drafted high, we were at those drafts. I actually, I, I don't mind telling you, I'm not that disappointed that this past year they didn't have a first-round pick because it's a sign yeah. that they're going on an extended playoff run. That's sort of the cyclical nature of, in theory, how it's supposed to work. All right, so, so you're, you're, you're jacked your pump up. Now, one thing I think that maybe people need to be educated on is the league actually... Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, the league takes over the Heritage Classic. This is not technically an Oilers event. This is an NHL event. Is that correct? Now, we work hand-in-hand with the, the team from the city that we're going to play, but it is a league event. So, you know, we're we're putting the event on, working, again, we're working with those at Commonwealth Stadium. We're working with our friends from Explore Edmonton and, and the city of Edmonton who have been incredible as partners. And then, you know, the group at OEG, the group, uh, you know, obviously that runs the Oilers, everything we do is in partnership. But, yes, it is a NHL-run event. And, you know, uh, you, they're, they're in the decisions, but – when it comes to what the field looks like and some of the music that we bring in and the way we we sort of activate, you know, things that are very, you know, Edmonton. You know, one of the, one of the things that we want to do um, is to show the, the city, uh, the team, and and everything that Edmonton has to offer off out to the rest of the world. Uh, you know, this is televised obviously throughout Canada. But it's also televised by Turner in the United States. And the game itself goes to many countries. I think it's over 40 countries that, that will watch the game. So, you know, we have an obligation to, you know, when we come to a particular city, to show off what the city is all about. In this case, the rivalry between the Flames and the Oilers. We want to show that off. And the fact that this is what we started with. This is the 20th anniversary of our first ever outdoor game. So a lot of a lot of things to work with for this particular Heritage Classic. Does it help having the world's best player, uh, the first and second team All-Star centers, two guys that have won league MVPs playing in the game as well? It doesn't hurt at all. Because uh, the last time yeah, I checked, yeah. it's about the players at the end of the day, right? Like, we're yeah, all here you know because we're privileged enough to, to be around the players. No, Bob, you bring up a great point. Well, you know, in the, in the end of the day, we drop a puck, and we're playing an NHL game and a meaningful NHL game. And, and in this case, you know, there are some of the, the best players in the whole league that will be on that ice that day. So what a great showcase. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, and one of the things, and we've had the opportunity 
to talk to Connor on occasion about this particular game and, and how excited he is. You know, a lot of the players, you know, these are the moments in their career. Yeah, of course, that it's all about winning the Stanley Cup and the playoffs. But, you know, in the regular season, you know, playing in one of these outdoor games is quite a, a memorable experience. Uh, you know, Connor, Leon, they had that, that, that opportunity in Winnipeg. But it's very different playing in front of the home audience, in front of the home crowd. And, you know, I, I think that they'll, you know, enjoy the experience. It'll certainly be memorable. We, we find that so often when we go around the league that, you know, the players really get into these games as well. We're joined by Steve Mayer from the National Hockey League. Two more questions for you, Steve. Uh, strategic in terms of moving the first Heritage Classic was November 22nd, 2003. That was the 40th anniversary of John F. Kennedy's assassination date. Uh, but it was it was November 22nd. November 22nd. And we're not playing this. We're playing the game in October. And the game, the Heritage Classic in Winnipeg, uh, back during the 16-17 season, was in October as well. And is that just part and parcel of the league taking a look at historical numbers and temps in Western Canada and saying, hey, we're better off playing a little bit earlier in the season? Yeah, we've learned a few things in 20 years. And (laughs) uh, we got a little smarter in 20 years. No, listen, uh, that's part of it. Where it fits into the television schedule, part of it. Uh, you know, working into the CFL schedule uh, it sometimes becomes part of it, especially when it comes to the Heritage Classic. And, and as you know, many of the, the best stadiums are also the homes of, of Canadian Football League teams. So, you know, there, there's a few factors to, to play into this. You know, in this case, you know, uh, there, there's, there's some long memories of, how cold it was that day. You know, we have been in Edmonton in October. It's been cold, but, you know, and in November it's been warm. But, you know, it is a little safer bet that we're going to get a great weather day. And if we do, and, you know, we, we, we hope for that always, uh, yeah, it's just, it just makes for a spectacular setting on, on a perfect day. And, you know, October was a better bet for sure, than November. Final one for you. How's it selling, and where do people get tickets? Well, you know, Ticketmaster is the place to go for tickets. Uh, uh, ticket sales are great, but there's still ticket sales, tickets that are available, and, and uh, you know, we've got a few months. Uh, we fully expect, you know, the, the building to be filled with both Oilers fans and Flame fans because we do know that, the Flame fans will travel. I think that also, and we've noticed that lately, uh, the, the opposing team traveling just adds the energy in the building, which is spectacular. And, you know, when Commonwealth is filled, as everybody in Edmonton knows, it's a spectacular sight. Uh, we're, you know, 55,000 people to watch an NHL game. It is amazing. The biggest stadium that we've played in in Canada. I, it's going to be great. I mean, I, you get, you just get Bob. You're just getting me all excited. I got one more. Game. I got one more for you. And, and Brendan Escott, sure. who produces this show and hosts the countdown to kickoff, we are actually praying this will not be the case at the time of the game. But right now, the Edmonton Elks, who uh, were previously named the Edmonton Eskimos and were the flagship uh, franchise of the CFL, when I was you know going to high school, I was one of the fifty-seven, fifty-eight thousand that would go to games. It's, it's, the CFL is a different market now, but they've not won a game, Steve. 
yet this year. They're halfway through their home schedule. Uh, I am praying that they win one before then because that would be one of the toughest storylines of all time, that the first win of the season that would occur at Commonwealth Stadiums would be the potential of it being the Edmonton Oilers against the Calgary Flames at the end of October. That would be a, uh, a brutal pill to swallow here in uh, uh, the City of Champions, let me tell you. So I'm going to go with you, Bob. Uh, you know, we're, we, we, of course, are aware of what's going on. We, we just don't only follow the NHL, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just the circumstance. Uh, obviously, when we plan these games, and in this case, we've been talking about this one for years, you, you just never know, uh, uh, you know, what the other inhabitants of a building are, are going to do. I mean, it, it's actually interesting because a, a few times we have followed, you know, a team that's won the Grey Cup into their building. I remember in Ottawa going to a to a – survey you know a, a few months before our game and and seeing the gray cup there they were celebrating a gray cup win listen you never know about that um you know and i'm sure everybody in edmonton is hoping that the edmonton oilers win the game and what happens until then you know okay we'll 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 see we'll we'll see our both of us will be watching closely i gather all right i got uh, one final one for you and, and it's a little bit cheeky sure So I'm a huge NCAA college football fan, okay? In fact, I almost went to work for the Edmonton Eskimos back in 2005, not in a broadcast role. And huge NCAA fan. And Steve, I'm going to throw this out there for you. When you can uh, do a, an outdoor classic game at uh, in, in Tuscaloosa, the home of the Alabama Crimson Tide. <laughs> If you can yeah. make that happen there, you can make it happen anywhere. It's one thing well, to do it in an look, NHL look city. But, uh, so you've been, you're a fan. You know, look what we've done some of the games recently. We, we were in the Cotton Bowl. Yep. What a what a great place that was. And, and listen, they do one college football game a year, Texas and Oklahoma, and it's incredible. Yep. And we beat them. In ter- we, we actually beat them in terms of attendance. We were able to add some seats and some standing room so we had more people for our outdoor game than they have for Texas, Oklahoma. We did a game at Notre Dame. We yep. did a game at NC State. We did a game at Air Force Academy. College football, those great stadiums yeah. are perfect for us. I love it. And the football stadiums in, in Canada, they, they play so perfectly. Great sight lines. Oh, you know, just Alabama uh, would be you. a top. It would be you. a tough. Side. Go to Alabama. Nashville. Go to, Nashville would be the cl- that's, that's Nashville would be the uh, uh, Nashville would be the. She 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 outdrew the Red River shootout. That's impressive. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, no, no, but the Alabama. It, that's a very interesting idea. I like it. I and that is a. I mean, you're in the heart of the southeast. There, you know what I'm saying. Do we play Nashville in Florida? Who do we play there? I, that's who you'd have to play there. You'd have to. I mean, it would have to be. The, the, the crazy thing about uh, Tennessee, as you know, is there's what what they. It borders on eight different U.S. states, including Alabama. I'm just, I'm being a little bit cheeky with you. I was just thinking, you know, <laughs> you, you know you could sell if you put a game in there, an NHL. I mean, so it's great stuff. Hey, Steve, thanks for doing the show and, uh, and, 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 and helping us along the way here. I look forward to seeing you in the fall. We'll have you on again uh, before we get started with it, and have a terrific uh, summer, okay? 
Yeah, you know, anytime, Bob. I really appreciate the invite, and we're looking forward to seeing everybody in Edmonton. There you go. That is Steve Mayer from the National Hockey League. And again, Steve's role. Hey, if you're a young guy out there, a young gal out there looking for a job, the NHL's executive vice president and executive producer of programming and creative development. So he doesn't just oversee the outdoor classics and the winter classics and the heritage classics. The NHL Awards, the NHL All-Star Game, the NHL Draft. That's right. He's an Emmy winner. Yeah. Nobody will ever say that about you and me because we're not actually up for Emmys here in Alberta. (laughs) All right. 12.55 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. This is Oilers Now. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now Trivia, as we mentioned, brought to you by Pro-Am Sports today. Located in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and online at proamsports.ca. They've got the private Matthias Ekholm signing taking place August the 12th. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Let's get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite, your local brand and merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com and here is Brendan Scott. Roy Terry staying in Anaheim, avoiding arbitration with a seven-year deal worth $7 million per season. 25-year-old coming off of back-to-back All-Star appearances has 176 points in 274 career games over six years now with the Ducks. Drew O'Connor signing with Pittsburgh for two more years, was a restricted free agent. Like him. It's $925,000 AAV on that one. If you missed it yesterday, Bruins goaltender Jeremy Swayman awarded a one-year $3.475 million deal by an arbitrator. And former Coyotes draft pick Mitchell Miller has signed in the Slovakian League. The uh, Coyotes picking him in the fourth round in 2020, despite knowing of his uh, 2016 assault conviction for bullying a black classmate with developmental disabilities in middle school. They parted ways with Miller, but then this was all reignited when Boston signed him to an NHL's uh, entry-level contract last November. Uh, Gary Bettman uh, ultimately stepping in on that one. So the 20-year-old appears not to have an NHL future. All right. And uh, we'll mention to you at this time that, uh, as we mentioned yesterday on the show, 32 years ago today, Evander Kane was born in 84 regular season games of the Edmonton Oilers. Kane's got 38 goals, 67 points, plus 21, 113 pims, adding 16 goals in 27 playoff games as an Oiler. Of course, he suffered that scary uh, wrist cut injury last season. Brendan, is it feasible Kane scores 30 goals this year? He, he's likely not to be on the Oilers' first unit power play. Can he score 30? Oh, yeah, I think he scores 30. I think Connor Brown is also going to score close to 30. So that, wow, that's pretty nasty. Well, the Oilers were the highest-scoring team in the NHL. They finished 17th in the league in defense. They were ninth in the league after they got Matthias Ekholm. Of course, the schedule eased up at that point as well. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back on Oilers now, uh, the man who won the very first Emory Edge Award. Charlie Huddy, now an an inductee of the Oilers, or the Oilers, of the uh, Alberta Sports Wall of Fame. Precursor of things to come, maybe. Charlie Huddy, when we return on Oilers now.